Good morning and welcome to St James's Church. Our first reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1 and verses 3 to 14. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wants to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfil his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1 and verses 10 to 18. This is John writing about Jesus. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognise him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your word to us. And we ask that you send your Holy Spirit again. That we might hear your voice speaking into our hearts. Amen. Now, uh, if you're able to uh, see the video of this, uh, then you will see that the Christmas candles are lit. Now, four of those are Advent candles. We are no longer in Advent. But the fifth one is the Christmas candle. 
And today is the Feast of Epiphany. Uh, and Epiphany is one of the, the Christmas festivals. Uh, Christmas as a whole finishes next Sunday, which is when we separate, separate, when we celebrate uh, the presentation of Jesus at the temple. So we get to light the Christmas candles, the Advent candles, one more time and enjoy their light. So today is Epiphany. So Epiphany, although it's not in our Bible reading today, uh, we remember the wise men, the Magi, those who came seeking Jesus from afar, uh, and that once they found him, having first gone to Herod's palace uh, and then been directed to Bethlehem, uh, they gave their gifts of gold, of frankincense and of myrrh, and they worshipped Jesus. And then they went home by a different route. So we've always taken um, epiphany to be this season where uh, people have, have understood who Jesus is. And so uh, you'll, you, know, you will recognise um, when people talk about he had an epiphany or she had an epiphany, this idea of a light bulb going on above the head, this sense of, uh, oh, a realisation of that's what it is. Now I understand, now I get it. And so the wise men, we know that they were following a star, a star that indicated a new king was to be born. And so they went and they searched and they went to Herod's palace and said, we're looking for a king. Uh, and King Herod obviously was very disturbed. But the scholars could say that the scriptures wrote of the son of David coming in De David's town in Bethlehem. And that's where the kings went. And it, we only hear about the Magi in Matthew's Gospel. But it's interesting, they go and they find the baby. But it's very clear to that they worshipped. They saw something of God in the baby. And their gifts speak so much. Their gifts say, uh, we give gold because this is a king. We give incense because this is a priest. This is someone who comes between God and people. And Jesus was going to be in that place where he could <clears throat> bring people back to God and reconcile them to Father God in heaven. And thirdly, myrrh, uh, the balm, the ointment that was used on dead bodies preparing them for burial. Uh, myrrh because the Saviour was to die. And they saw in this baby, they knew this baby, part of its mission, part of the... Uh, the redemption journey eventually was going to lead to the cross uh, and Jesus was going to have to die so that we could be reconciled to God. So the kings come and they see Jesus and they recognise who he is and they go on their way. Now, I don't want to badmouth the kings. I don't think there's anything wrong in what the kings have done. I'm not going to criticise the kings, the wise men, whatever we want to call them. But in our society today, I think there is a danger, a risk, that we see Jesus at Christmas as a culture. Um, there'll be a, a Vicar of Dibley special uh, on the TV or... Um, Oh, heavens, there was that, the play that goes wrong does Nativity uh, this year. But we, we think about 
to Jesus' story as a society at Christmas. And we may or may not recognise who Jesus is, but then we go on our way and we continue with life having seen Jesus. And now we carry on with what we are to do. Now, Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, has got if, has got this lovely uh, excitement in the way he writes, because for Paul, it's not about the baby, <laughs> it's not about the Christmas story. The Christmas story is just where Messiah is born and begins to grow up, but actually, Paul, the story starts way before that. So if you look at Ephesians uh, in verse 4, hang on, I'm in John. Ephesians uh, verse 4, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. So this is a story that starts before time itself. Before the universe begins, God sees us. God chooses us before anything. And then if we look in John's Gospel, John says, this is what I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. So often, when we have tell the nativity story, you have uh, the wise men are tall in their special robes, and there is baby Jesus, so small and so insignificant. And yet, Paul and John are both saying, yes, he was a baby, yes, this is God incarnate, amazing, but this is God who existed before all time. This is the God who made heaven and earth, the God who created all things. And so the wise men, they come and they see Jesus at this one moment in time. And they recognise in that meeting that we mark at Epiphany who Jesus is, that he is king, that he is priest, that he is redeeming sacrifice. And having worshipped, they continue on their way. But for us, the invitation is so much greater. Yes, we're invited to see the infant Jesus. We're, we're invited to, to recognise Emmanuel, God with us, Almighty God, come down from heaven to be with us. That's amazing. But that isn't everything. So you have Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, many of whom were not part of that story in Bethlehem, had no idea who Jesus was up until the previous couple of years. And he's there saying, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, interestingly, that idea of family, we are in God's family. Well, that's a bit sharper after the Christmas we've just had. I don't know how many of you have family that you weren't able to see. That sense that you can wish people a happy Christmas, but it's got to be through the computer screen. It's got to be over a telephone. You can't meet them. You can't hug them. You can't 
play stupid games of snap and charades or whatever else with them. Praise God for he for he is the same, whatever happens. But that's a challenge for us, isn't it? That's not family. That's not what we wanted. That's not what we were planning for or hoping for. And yet sometimes with God, that's what we settle for. We are the family of God. And so on a Sunday, we come and we... We wave at God in his special house and then we go home and we leave him behind. There is, it's so easy to encounter God at church and then get on with our lives, with our shopping, with our work, with our uh, day-to-day stresses and struggles And that's not to downplay our stress and struggles because they are real and they are important. But Paul writes the Ephesians and says, just look what you've been invited into. Uh, I'm just going to read out some of the words that Paul uses to try and help the Ephesians understand uh, what what this means for them. He said, God has blessed us. God has chosen us. God has predestined us to be adopted into his family. God has given us redemption. He's given us forgiveness. He's made known to us the mystery of his will. Uh, He has included us in Christ. He has marked us in him with a seal. And that seal, that stamp, is the promised Holy Spirit. A deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. A deposit, like a fraction, a taste of what we will have in all its fullness. That's the Holy Spirit in us. God in us. And so we think about Epiphany, about the wise men recognising baby Jesus for who he is. And we think, oh, fantastic. That's, we understand who Jesus is. Jesus is the Son of God. Excellent. And it's like, yes, but more. Epiphany is a window into the purposes of God. Epiphany is a chance to see what God's plans are. And God's plans are not to be remote. Not to be far away, not to be only accessible through a Zoom call or in a special building. But God wants to come down into our ordinary and our everyday. And he wants to come down into the ordinary everyday of everybody, not just us. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I am often guilty, uh, guilty of asking God for uh, very, very trivial things. Uh, I always pray much harder when I have a toothache <clears throat> or when I have a headache. And, I, you know, I trust that God does care about those things. But the difficulty is that when I don't have a toothache or a headache or a bill that is due or one of the other myriad things that make me, that disturb me from my comfort, it's easy not to think about God. It's easy to wait until the next time we're due to come together, the next family event that brings everyone all together. God has chosen you, predestined you, blessed you, redeemed you, forgiven you, called you, sealed you with his Holy Spirit. For what? To make sure you don't have aches and pains? 
to make sure your career goes well, to bless your relationships, to make sure your, your children, your grandchildren do well in life. God's plan is to redeem the whole world, the whole of creation, to make everything new. And he has called us to be a part of that, to pray, Lord, your kingdom come in our everything, in our working, in our living, in our relationships, in our loving, in our money, in our finances, in everything, in how we treat our neighbours, in how we treat people in the shops, in how we decide what to buy and where we get our clothes from, um, whether our clothes are made by people in Pakistan being paid 29p a day. Um, just God is about redeeming everything. And he wants us to be involved in that. So there is a real question for us as his church as we enter this new year. If we are God's family, does that mean that uh, God blesses us in our everyday and the things that, that seem important to us? Or does that mean that we get to be involved in God's every day? Does that mean we get to be involved in God's mission, God's plan, God's purposes? I think it's a choice. And I think you'd be part of the church making either choice and still be part of church. And I would just say that's true of most churches. But there is such an invitation. An invitation each day to be part of something really meaningful that makes a genuine difference being part of God's remaking of the world and that's in terms of how we steward creation in terms of how we care for the poor and the hungry in terms of how we help people understand who don't yet know God for themselves that he is for them his forgiveness is for them that they can have a living breathing day-to-day -day relationship with the creator of heaven and earth that's with us we are called to this. Now, through January, we're not worshipping publicly as a church. We're worshipping online. We're worshipping in our homes. And so that makes this harder. But it's also an opportunity. It's a chance for us to reflect and come to God again and say, God, this isn't how I like to worship. This isn't what makes me feel comfortable. And in that discomfort, actually be open to God saying a new thing. To be open to God saying, this is what I'm about. This is what I want you to do. We talked back in the autumn about the, the marks of mission, which are about serving the community about proclaiming the good news of Jesus, about discipling new believers, people who've only recently come to faith, uh, about stewarding creation and looking after that, or challenging injustice. And so I would invite you to take some time this week when church isn't happening and sit quietly and ask God 
God, you created me. You planned me before the beginning of the world. What is it you want me to do? How can I be part of your plan that has been revealed through Christmas? Your plan of being in the lives and in the day-to-day of all that I see and hear and do. And then sit quietly. See what God brings to your mind. And then whatever it is, write it down. Call me, tell me about it, tell me, tell Ali about it, tell a friend. But just don't be content to have had a warm, fuzzy Christmas where we see the baby in the manger. Recognise that that is God and that is amazing and walk on to get on with our days. Sit in this time. Take Take this space where we understand God's plan that was started before the creation of the world and ask God, what do you want of me? What's my place in this plan? And then together as St. James's Church, we will continue to pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in Alperton as it is in heaven. God is amazing. God has blessed us so much. And he's given us his Holy Spirit. A taste of what it is to be in heaven. Inside each one of us. And there's an invitation for more. So as we begin 2021. Which we know will be better than 2020 was. Take this opportunity. Take this invitation. And come close to God and let him guide your steps. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your great love. That you loved us before we even existed. And that you made plans for us before we were born. Lord, this week would you help us to hear your voice. Help us to see anew your plans for the salvation, the redemption of the whole of creation. And would you show us a little bit more of your purposes for us in that. How we can be part of your every day. Lord, take us and use us to build your kingdom, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, Stay safe and God bless.